Hello, welcome back. It's been a it's been a wild break. Um, in the recent times, there was a bad evening in the Arsenal office for Mr. Unai Emery. Um, wow, he That's was so sacked. To... <laughs> he was sacked, which was amazing. Oh, Unai Emery's gone. Um, I never thought he was the right man for the job. I've always, I'm always going to stick by that. True. Ever since he joined, I never thought he was. That's I backed him. But I never thought he was going to. I never thought as soon as he was signed, I thought he's a typical, typical Arsenal signing. He's just a big name manager. Uh, he hasn't really won much abroad. He's not really done much. Not proven in England. I never thought he was going to play be back for the Arsenal. podcast. Wait, wait, where um, you were backing him? I still him. wanted to back play him. back where you were backing him and saying he's amazing. No, no, no. I, I don't. I, 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 I always backed him and I always rejected fans who called him out. Saying, calling for him to be sacked. I would never well, call for him any, to be sacked. Any criticism of him you were, you were um, okay with? Well, pretty much, but it's. I didn't. I didn't want. I still feel you have to support him while he is the Arsenal manager. It's not my it's job as a to. Manager, yeah, it is. It's not my job to do that. Yeah, it is your job to criticize the manager. Well, I, anyway, I didn't think he was going to be right, and it turns out. However, there were a few replacements lined up. Well, currently we've got Mister Freddy. Is the current Arsenal manager, um, and he he he's clearly an interim manager. At least I hope he is. And they're not done. They well, they I think they tried to do an ollie, and tell him he's going to be the interim manager for for a bit and hope he does well so that they can give him the full job. Unfortunately, he didn't do that in his first game, so so that hopefully isn't going to work out either. Because I don't think I don't think anyone right now at Arsenal knows what's going on or knows what they're doing. I don't think anyone. Although I'm still gonna. I'm not going to... I feel like with an interim manager, it's so weird how all of a sudden Arsenal fans are suddenly backing him when he's not even the full-time manager at all. But because he's a legend... I mean, I don't want to be... I don't want to be too superficial here, but I felt that the, the writing was in the rule, on the wall um, when he walked in in that horrific outfit with the scarf and that monstrous hat. Um, he just looks like a, like a caretaker man. He looks like, like, a, like a, um, a, a trainee teacher. Um, he just, who knows he isn't there for long. Um, he's just having, having fun while he's there. Like, I, if, you, if you love Arsenal, which I thank God I don't, and I, I despise them, you'd come in wearing a suit, wearing your, your full, uh, the full... At least wearing a full tracksuit. You just look like a right mess. Pulled in off off the street, um, and yeah, I don't think he's gonna be there for long. Uh, yeah, but it, I guess it is weird how, how Arsenal fans do like his his decisions, even if he makes the same decisions as Emery. Um, Arsenal fans will back him because of his legend status, um, which yeah is similar to Oli. I guess well, maybe he maybe he was using Hector Bellerin instead of playing him to get fashion advice from him. Uh, <laughs> don't do that. Not not good. Not good practice to have. But. He didn't have the great start, and he's hopefully interim. And the managers that are lined up, I'm a bit worried because there are very typical similarities between Unai Emery and some of the supposed replacements in Allegri is the main one, really, who everyone is saying is going to be the most likely next manager, which is just a typical European big name who did well at a big club, um, and he's not really going to do a thing. Him, Luis Enrique... Um, just anyone who's basically not done it in England or not done it with a smaller team. Well, well with, uh, with Allegri, weren't were, were we here before with Allegri saying that um, it was almost a done deal? I, I heard some people saying, I, I feel like I've been so, some sort of sense of deja vu. Well, 
I feel like it's like a year, a year on from Allegri just happening all over again, because Emery was apparently a a surprise appointment when he first joined. It was just it wasn't going to happen, but PSG sacked him or got rid of him, so he was like a surprise name on the shortlist, um, which is kind of so it was going to be Allegri apparently, but they went for Emery last minute, which was stupid. So yeah, I feel like the ideal replacements are obviously Rafa Benitez. But I don't know if Arsenal are going to be able to convince him to come from China. That's a weird. That's a weird one. Um, well, he would be a great manager, I think, for Arsenal. But would he come? Is the thing. Same with Brendan Rodgers. They're both never going. I don't think ever going to join Arsenal right now. They're both in too good of a position to do that. And and you might say Ten Hag as well from Ajax. I mean, I, I'm I'm in conflicted feelings about Rafa. I, I guess you're sort of it's the the the, the, the um the reputation of them is basically based on their last job and with um with Brendan Rodgers or their current job I, I like if he's if he, before before Leicester and he's well, let's say he's, he's effectively failed at Liverpool and and managed Celtic do you, do you want him with Arsenal manager not really um but then equally with with Rafa I feel like I'm probably too too uh like judgmental based on his last year as Newcastle manager to sort of uh, put him down a bit um, whereas he's managed Liverpool in the past but now he's in uh, Dalian Yafang in, in China um, which means he's comfortable with the money um, I don't think he'll be moving anytime soon I don't, and, and unless I wasn't offering a massive massive uh, wage well it's very difficult to find managers that have been successful at every club they were at it is, it is very difficult to find that. There are very few people that you can say, yes, they've been Jose successful Mourinho. over time. Well, Man United wasn't the best. <laughs> he still did not too badly, considering. It wasn't like a good job. Like, he did an okay job, but it wasn't like... Got him second in the league I feel, with that team. Okay, I, mean. I feel okay, fine, but I don't know if he'd done a good job at every club. He clearly downgraded a bit with United. Um, yeah, I had a good, a good job. I'd say. I still think that it's difficult to find a manager who's done well at every club. Whereas Rafa Benitez, he's done it very. He did very well in Newcastle to somehow manage to keep them afloat, and he's he's won the Champions League. If you remember that, like he's not like a nobody manager. He's done it with multiple Jesus, clubs. Jesus won it twice. <laughs> well done, to Jose Mourinho. He had a lot of money. He's done it with some small teams. Won, won, um, won it with Porto and, and Inter Milan. Um. <laughs> Congratulations! What does he want? A pat on the back? Yeah, I mean, I think he does actually. He's quite arrogant like that. <laughs> but so yeah, there's a few replacements lined up. Um, the other manager who everyone is basically saying it's basically between Allegri and Nuno Espirito Santo, Santo Santos from Wolves. Um, it's kind of like I feel like I feel like there's not really anyone right now who's standing out like as a who's realistic, let's say, that's standing out as, yes, I can see that really working out. It's kind of like, also going to have to take a risk, I think. And I'd rather they take a risk than play it safe, like they tried to do already with Emery, and they go for someone like Eddie Howe and risk it. Because I feel it's not, it, it won't work out otherwise. Look at what Spurs did. They risked it with Pochettino. He wasn't proven. He'd never, no one's seen him do amazingly with a, a club. They'd seen him do well with an English team. So, I feel like Arsenal need to risk it and go with someone who no one's expecting. Yeah. And I think I think Nuno is probably the best option available right now for you. Um, I think like in terms, of, he's he's similar to what Pochettino was when we first got him. He's and he's he's proven 
probably probably more proven than Pochettino was. Um, so I, I guess that's different. And then you have, but in terms of uh, like playing young players and and bringing through a mentality a squad, um, he seems to be quite good at Wolves. And there's a the sort of step up question: can he step up to the next level? Um, but I think he's probably better than probably all the other options other options available other than the best option you obviously, you obviously wanted um, who turned you down was Jose Mourinho um, but after that um, everyone else who I think everyone else all the other options I think Nuno is probably the best options for you um, I, think, I think I might be mishearing something but I, I, yours, there's something about Jose Mourinho being also rejecting him and him being an amazing job as a manager for Arsenal and I think I might be mishearing some things here um, but uh, so yeah, maybe uh, Santos would be, um, but again, he was with Wolves, and they no no discredit to Wolves. He's done an amazing job with them. They did have a lot of funding. They did have a lot of support. They did have a lot of help. He obviously did a good job, but it's 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 can he do it with a club like like Arsenal? Like I don't I don't know if he could do that because he was kind of always the underdog with Wolves, whereas now he's become taking an Arsenal job wouldn't make an underdog anymore. Um, so yeah, that's basically the Arsenal manager I mean, situation. One more thing you have taken, what you have taken to count is that if Nuno were to go to Arsenal, um, he would have um, his Portuguese links as 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 with with Jorge Mendes, um, who's the agent of Ronaldo. I'm just saying, it's obviously not going to happen. But... Jose Mourinho as well, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. He was also the agent of Jose Mourinho. Um, but I, Jose Mourinho doesn't have, doesn't really have a club loyalty thing. But but I'm just saying, if I were an Arsenal fan. You have to have some sort of covert operation to get um, Nuno Espirito Santo um, with all his all his bunch of Portuguese players, Ronaldo next, and and there was no, that, no that picture Arsenal. with Ronaldo in, in an Arsenal kit with it. That Piers Morgan interview a while ago. So I'm just saying, no, we don't know Ronaldo Sanchez. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's very true. Um, so yeah, other than, so basically that was the, that's the situation with Arsenal manager. On the other hand. The football that Arsenal are currently playing, we've had two games recently in last week, didn't win either of them. It's the longest streak ever in a, I think they said since 1992, which means before Wenger. Wenger never went this long without a win. Um, we've now drawn with Frankfurt, which was, most Arsenal fans might will hopefully be saying, could be the greatest um, loss of our of our. Of our, yeah, of you, our said lives. That, you, you, you said that you said that they drew, they lost. Just let's correct that. Pardon. Um, which could be the greatest loss ever in Arsenal's history. Who knows? Um, and then I, mean, I enjoyed it for one. And then we then drew with Norwich in a. I feel like it's a bit of a annoying, annoying game because the Norwich goals were completely against the run of play. Norwich played brilliantly when at points, but. The goals that they scored were just against someone to play. We were dominating most of the game and we just couldn't take our chances. There's something, it basically, it came across to me, this is what I thought during the game, was when it's, when I watch Liverpool or when you watch Barcelona and they, 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 they play against smaller teams and they're not, they don't have to play amazingly because they just make the teams around them terrible. With Arsenal, it's like the exact opposite. It's Arsenal make the small teams who aren't supposed to be good at that around them a hundred times better than they actually are. That's basically how it comes across. It's the top teams can make other teams worse. With Arsenal, we make the other teams better, the small teams better. That's what it just seems. That's not an Arsenal thing. 
No, it feels. It just seems like it is. It seems like teams are always playing better than they should be against Arsenal, and then they'll play. And then when they play against Liverpool, they'll just play horribly. These teams. They just play fifty times. Brighton, right? Brighton. When when Spurs played Brighton, they they turned into into Brightlona. Yeah, but when Um, was that? That was when Spurs were kind of on the worst of their worst. When Spurs were down, that's kind of what happens. It's kind of like. They make the teams around them much better than they are, and that's what happens. What's that's what's been happening with Arsenal for a while now. They're just making the teams around them a lot better than they should be, and we should be just getting an easy result against Norwich, and we just didn't. And Aubameyang had to kind of keep us in the game. Um, it's like, you, you said you said teams around them as of this week. Um, the teams around them do, no, do lo- no longer include Tottenham Hotspur, who have overtaken them and leaped them into, leaped above, above them into fifth place. Wow, what, what, um, and what, order in North London is resumed. What, what, what a job Spurs doing! A point above Arsenal. Wow, <laughs> Arsenal haven't won in eight games. Wow, Spurs are above Arsenal by a point. Wow, Spurs must be on a roll. <laughs> we are, yeah, three three games in a row win. Um, so yeah, with. So, well, yeah, Spurs are winning. That is true, um, unfortunately to say. Um, but, yeah, with kind of Spurs, I'm not sure this can last. I don't know if it will. It's Jose Mourinho. They never la- it never lasts. It's very true. He's going to bring out the best in a couple of players for a couple of weeks. I saw people, idiots, talking about, oh, Deli Ali, he's always, he's always going to be great with Jose Mourinho. Because... There's what if there's one player in the squad who I thought was going to do or have a high chance of being horrible was Jose Mourinho with Deli Ali because they're just very conflicting personalities it seems they're both Deli Ali has a history of being a bit of a um, he kind of in recent times has kind of brought up this reputation of kind of being a bit big headed or a bit not trying hard enough or he's just basically being out of form kind of shows you don't care as much and now suddenly he's playing brilliantly however he will claim it was it's nothing to do with his relationship with Pochettino because that was amazing so it's it's, it's got nothing to do with that somehow but somehow he's now playing well I wonder I wonder what what change could have happened in the last few weeks that means he suddenly wants to play well again I don't know I think that, that's just rubbish. I mean, I think it was um, Jermaine Genus who said this, I think, on, on, the, on the BT Sport coverage uh, after or before Mourinho's first game, that however much you love the previous manager, there's always going to be some sort of level of a boost when a new manager comes in. Even if you love the manager so much, which, I mean, Delhi's been saying in his interviews um, how much he had a close, close relationship with him and, and he's been he's one of the players who, who called Pochettino. I think it is just a manager's boost, but I, I don't think that... I think the, the, the Ali poor form situation has been overhyped for a while, and he hasn't been he hasn't been in poor form for actually that long. Um, it's probably a, a year at most, um, and and most a lot of the year he's been out it's injured. Quite a while. Um, it's not really. You know, if you look at his stats, it's really not. As in, as in at the the twenty seven eighteen season at Wembley, he got uh, ten goals, ten assists. Right, it's a decent record. Um, he in the, in the first season of White Lane slash the middle season. Um, in between when we, when we the, the, the transition season um, we're having an awful lot of those at the moment um, that season then he, he didn't do that well because he was playing quite defensive and had quite a lot of hamstring injuries that year 
Um, but I, I, and also his his form has sort of been coming back, in my opinion, towards parts of this parts of the early parts of the season. Um, but yeah, he has been obviously had a very clear boost playing in number ten role and playing with with a new manager who's given him a little, a little bit of a boost. I think so. Yeah, I think Mourinho, Deli Ali is one of the positives of Mourinho. But yeah, so far because I feel like that's kind of it's a, t- a ticking time bomb that it kind of yeah. has always got the chance of just going off like. Mourinho fights with players. It's not a unknown thing, and Dele Ali is is has got potential to kind of get into that. He could just go off on him, and then it won't be the player that's going to go. It's going to be Mourinho that's going to go, as you saw with Pogba. They Man United cared more about the player than they did about the manager, and look what ended up happening. So it, he might be doing well for now, but I, I don't know if it's going to last. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see with Mourinho. There's always this cycle um, where he's at the moment. At the moment, he's on the, the positive uh, part of the of the cycle, where he's acting positive in the media, um, saying all the right things. Um, he, he, if you notice his, his interviews, he, he says the phrase "I'm the humble one," or, or something along the, along the along those lines. At least four times. Interview. Um, he's making a very clear um, and unsubtle effort to try and reform his image. Um, I think we'll have to see over the long term. And and this the game on on Wednesday um, will be a clear. Uh, indication of, of whether this is all a facade or there is some actual um, like integrity and if it is real if you look, once you peel behind the the initial sort of humble uh, face his face he's putting on now um, is like is there when, when you put him in, in in a scene of a conflict effectively at Man United is he going to try and piss off the, the Man U fans is he going to get into fights with with the ex with the, with the players he he got into arguments with like Martial and Pogba um, or is he going to be the humble one and, and let the players do the do the work and I don't know and maybe not throw around like Lucas bottles or something like that like he did at United um, but yeah well you have to see like it all depends on if if he what happens when he because unfortunately however much you might want to hope it he isn't going to win every game so how is he going to be able to take when he doesn't when he isn't winning like he obviously you they suppose in theory could do a Liverpool and win every game. But I feel like what, the real test Mourinho is gonna be when he is when he is our kind of lacking at form and Yeah, and he, um, he, 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 he said that in his first press conference. He said that um that he wants to instill a mentality in the players where they're upset when they lose. So and, and happy when they win. And at the moment we're winning, so we're happy. So he's happy. Um yeah, and when we'll see if we start losing, um, and and when and how, if he if he's still this happy man, um, he hasn't he hasn't called himself the happy one yet, but he still does have seem quite happy quite happy at the moment, um, and yeah, if can he can he maintain that if if we start having bad results and and things start going not his way and he starts not getting back in January, which is probably inevitable with Daniel Levy, um, so I don't know, we'll see we'll see long term how Mourinho goes. I feel like January is a bit of a. January is not going to be the time to test him. It's going to be in the summer because January, anyway, m- most people kind of see as kind of. It's only like a, if you're desperate, that's when you make signings. And it's going to be more about can Spurs keep hold of their players rather than are they going to bring anyone in? So we're going to see, like, with with Mourinho over the next year when Alvaro wants to leave or when Vertonghen and Eriksson are kind of. when what, What's going to happen with those players and then how's he going to be able to deal with replacing them because his whole thing is defence and without those two defenders then I think he's a bit 
he's in. I think he's in a bit of trouble there. So who knows what can happen with them? And it's kind of that's going to be the real test, for Mourinho. Um, but Spurs are winning. That is true. Um, I I don't really know what to say about Spurs though because their games haven't been that exciting. They've not been like what? Wow. It's like, been okay, exciting. It's unusual. Obviously, West they're, they're Ham and, exciting. They were exciting okay, games. You beat some West Ham and Bournemouth. Okay. They were exciting. <laughs> I don't think anyone's big going, wow, look at Spurs right now. That's what they're doing point. with Leicester. Were the, were the games entertaining? Of course they were entertaining. Everything about like Tell me that the, the Olympiacos game wasn't entertaining. Don't, don't think you're just lying if, you, if you're saying that. Like, we went 2-0 down and then um, like these last few games with with Bournemouth, when you th- when you thought thought they had a chance to get back in late, to tell me you weren't celebrating those those Harry Wilson goals and getting into the game. Um, <laughs> I, no, I think I it'd be a little bit. Sorry, to bring you. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Watching the game, you, you fake you fake Tottenham fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also saw. I want to make a comparison here because I saw some idiots on on um, on social media saying Aubameyang. Oh my God, what an idiot! Look at him; he's doing. Backflips and front flips after getting an equaliser against Norwich. Spurs getting an equaliser Olympiacos. The ball boy gets invited to the stupid breakfast, lunch, dinner. He's, he's man of the match. He's getting everything. He, he does a throw in. He, he passes the ball quickly to his teammate. He suddenly becomes the world's greatest ball boy ever. Whereas Aubameyang's getting laughed at for scoring a goal after being in, in, a, in, a, big, in a game which kind of means a lot for Arsenal. And that's he gets a, laughed at for celebrating comparison. it, the same way he always does. And then Spurs' ball boy gets given man of the match. And that's a crappy comparison. Um, Bamiang, what he did was against Norwich, shushing the goalkeeper, shushing the crowd, and then take after after no, the was... against nineteenth place team. Right, that's that's a bit a bit fraudulent, as as, as some people the, would put it. No, but he does. The shushing is not what he was having being told off. It was. For doing for celebrating basically a goal that he scored, which he the way he celebrates the way, it every the way. He did it. The way he, he celebrates it every time. Goal. He celebrates the no, same way every time. Well, so he just looks weird. I mean, if you think about his thirty-year-old man with, with as, as 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 Twitter put it, um, with with like stars cut inside of his head, he looks looks silly. He looks like a like an adult who's who's having a, a midlife crisis, um, and and. <laughs> okay, boomer. That's okay, much. Okay, boomer. Oh my God. You sound like, oh, look at this silly man. He's got spiky hair. Oh, he does look silly. We, not, in our true. days, we would all have normal haircuts, straight back I mean, inside. I mean, what a weirdo for having a weird haircut. I mean, no, his, like his haircut isn't. Thing. His, his haircut isn't isn't a, a time sort of period thing of the some in some period it, 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 it looks acceptable. It doesn't look acceptable in any any sort of time period. If you want to go back to anything, it just looks weird as hell. But the comparison to, to the ball boy, the ball boy was just a nice situation there, like a fifteen year old who threw a ball threw the ball that which led to a goal and boys and goal, and they and they invited him to to um to pre match meal with with the squad. That, that's a nice thing. And now Pochettino, not Pochettino, God. I wish it was Pochettino. Now Mourinho um, <laughs> has has um, has invited, has made a thing of inviting a, a ball boy every single for every game now, which is quite nice. <laughs> which is just okay, like it's a nice thing to do. Be, be be nice and do that. I'm not sure if he was the manager. I'm trying to think, just off the top of my head here, if Eden Hazard kicked the ball boy. And Mourinho was the Chelsea manager, and he's kind of just—he wants to repay everyone. He's just—he feels bad for ball boys now. 
there, there was a, apparently a, a Man United. Um, he had issues with ball boys as well, and he made he made, apparently for one one of the games he made um, the under like the the youth squad. Um, play as act, act as ball boys and dead because the, the ball boys weren't chucking the ball quick enough. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's a clear and like obvious character quick change. Enough? Quick enough, as Mourinho, in Mourinho tries as in to like, play high tempo football. Yeah, I don't know. He's just he's just probably blaming them for something or other. They're probably losing games. Like, yeah, it was the ball boys that lost us the game. I, I think you mean. I think you mean they were throwing them on the pitch too quickly. That's a, that's a Mourinho thing. Yeah, that's probably not time wasting yeah. long enough. They don't want time, waste enough time. That's some Mourinho. Trying to hold on to it. We're, we're trying to put the boss and win one nil. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but um, another thing that's just happened tonight is um, the Ballon d'Or, um, and funny enough, neither Spurs or Arsenal won. <laughs> neither no, oh, no I was, Spurs. I was, or I was hoping this year. I thought we had a trophy. Um, <laughs> But it went to Lionel Messi. Well done to obviously him. But the interesting thing to look at from an Arsenal Spurs perspective is, is where the Arsenal God, Spurs Bandai didn't win it. Is Thank where God. the Arsenal Spurs players finished because Aubameyang came twentieth. That's in the last year. Yeah, I think as far as I know, he was the highest player not to be in the Champions League. Um, which I don't know how how good of a stat that is. <laughs> How good of a look, he's, well done to him for not for the, for the highest not in the Champions League. Look, he's good. Um, he plays for a crap team. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'm just checking. He's the only player in the in the whole shortlist that was in the Champions League last year, which must have said something for him being quite good. Then doesn't it? Um, unlike also, Harry Kane, team. I think that's more of a message. Unlike Harry Kane, who couldn't make the list. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, it's an he, argument. He Where was, is an argument? <laughs> he was injured for a bit. He was injured for a bit. So that's why he didn't gain it. Um, that, that's a, he, that's, that's a good reason, though. Aubameyang, yeah, he came 20th. Spurs players, Son and Maurice, that were in the list, 22nd and 23rd. Look who came bunch higher. Bunch of frauds, bunch of frauds. <laughs> I think Aubameyang is basically the only good thing. Like, I thought also had, had a couple of decent players. But Arsenal seems to be, apparently seems to be the Erling Haaland of of Arsenal. He's that's the a, only good player on comparison. the team. He's sorry. He's the Vivian Miedema of Arsenal men's team. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's a better comparison. <laughs> he's just miles better than everyone else in the squad. Vivian yeah, Miedema. I think the, the Arsenal women's team actually have a squad, and generally, whereas the Arsenal men's team at the moment are just uh, are just like a Bamyang dragging you through games, like like it's Norwich. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, but Vivian Miedema, who, any, if anyone's wondering, is a is is the Arsenal women's player, um, was clearly the best player on the pitch when when Arsenal were ten nil up against. It's, it's debatable. City. It's debatable. When Arsenal were ten nil up against <laughs> Bristol City, she's got six goals on four assists. Um, I think she might it's be pretty, a bit better than everyone else. Pretty it's record. A, pretty record. Yeah, I don't think I would have seen a better stat line in a game. Ever in football history, as far as I can, as far as I know, them there will be, but as far as I know, I, th- I, th- um, I think she's outscored Jack Wilshere's entire Arsenal career in that game. That's, that's quite funny <laughs> <laughs> for Arsenal women, especially. I, I hope she's outscored Jack Wilshere. <laughs> um, but uh, so 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 yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal, Abamian on his own, clearly right now is the best player at Arsenal, and the best thing about Arsenal, as we saw again. Going back to Norwich here, 
he he clearly was the best player against Norwich for Arsenal. Although Guendouzi is another player who's got potential, who was nominated for the Copa Trophy, which Frankie 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 Matthias to lit one. Um, but uh, so yeah, Guendouzi and Abraming basically the only two good things running on right now. At Arsenal. The one thing I am worried about is um, Lucas Torreira. He is he is looking less and less like the player I thought he was going to be. Um, He's still got. I, I don't know if it's just the squad he was in for a bit, or um, what was what's going what was going on there. But um, yeah, he's not as dominant as I thought he was going to be. He's not in Golo Kante. Doesn't seem. Um, <laughs> I may have got ahead of myself with that one. Um, as you can say, Arsenal fans haven't learned their lesson, and Matteo Guendouzi will be will be the next Fiera. Um, of course, of course. <laughs> France and Arsenal captain to come. <laughs> he did get in the France squad, Gondizi, which was nice. Yeah, only because only, only only uh, Ndombele was out, I must be honest. When, when, when they're both fit, there's no way he gets in that squad. <laughs> I, don't know, I still think Ndombele is terrible, so... Yeah, you're just done. I still think... Man. Ndombele, anyone who watches Ndombele thinks he's an absolute god. I, I've talked to so many uh, Arsenal fans who, who just like objectively watch him, who aren't, who aren't as biased as you, who just think that like Ndombele is clearly a phenomenal footballer. Um, that's why like we paid no, the 50 million for him. I think I, I think, he's biased. I, I think he's going to be overrated still. So. Um, so biased. Whereas Guendouzi, on the other hand, phew, phew, how could you overrate him? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, also basically we're now waiting for next year because I don't know what else to do this year right now. I'm just sitting watching the football as it goes along, just kind of, okay, we've got Europa League. <laughs> Let's focus on that for a bit and kind of waiting for the new managers to come in and Nothing really seems to be going in the right direction for Arsenal. The only thing I can think of that's going to save Arsenal is Saliba. If he could be <laughs> world-class, that would be nice. <laughs> Remember him. <laughs> he, 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 if he's world-class, we've kind of got things sorted with one of our centre-packs. So, boom. Who are you looking at now? You're looking at <laughs> Invincibles all over again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that relying on a on a on an on a teenager sort of for, for all your all your hopes was sort of um, a man a United thing with with Daniel Dan James, but <laughs> no 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 no, we got it covered. Now. We got we got it covers. We we got youth. That's one thing I also do have right now. It is looking a bit more similar to Wenger. There is some similarities of Wenger's philosophies re-emerging a bit. We have got un, some un, under the un, un, under the amazing uh, regime of, of Freddie Lundberg, with <laughs> who's no, brought in not, youngsters. Not not in the sense of someone's brought in youngsters because it's just academy graduates are coming through. Like Saka is coming through, Gwendausi's doing well. Um, Joe Willock. Like if the if someone can develop these players, if we can bring in a manager that can develop these players, it will be an Arsenal slash Wenger philosophy coming back into the club if we can find the right man to do that that's why I don't think Allegri is because that's why these big name managers aren't the type of people that are going to do that we need someone that can develop these young players someone that's proven that they can do that and that's what I'm hoping Arsenal bring in I don't know who that's going to be um, but I just that's what Arsenal mainly need right now it's not like we've got a, w- a winning squad it's not like the team Arsenal have got right now is built to win it clearly isn't it isn't, um, it isn't built to beat Norwich and I think Arsenal fans who think that they want a manager that's going to win instantly are a bit f- stupid and far-fetched. And that's why 
people calling out Emery for being failure for not winning was a bit silly because the team doesn't win. That's just kind of Arsenal right now. Um, I, so, I think I think I get, you, made, you made a decent point about winning, though. As in, there's this whole uh, philosophy that, that I've I've been shouting at Tottenham fans very aggressively over the past uh, two weeks. This quote from Danny Blanchflower um, when he said that um, the great fallacy is the quote the, whole, the, the great fallacy about the game is that the game is first and last about winning. It's nothing of the kind. The game is about glory. It's about doing things in style and with, and with a flourish. About going out and beating the lot, not wait, waiting for them to die of boredom. And this was my criticism that I had of Mourinho as, as when he first came. I think it's a fair criticism of, of Emery or of Arsenal's sort of like uh, idea of evaluating value managers as just being about winning. Um, I think that like Mourinho, to be fair, has has hasn't stuck with that that sort of uh, playing boring football at the moment. He's playing quite attacking football, but um, just to link a little bit to Mourinho, and this, this is this is my fundamental criticism of Mourinho is that he doesn't fit with the ideas of Tottenham's football club. And this is uh, this is when you have to look when you're looking for a new manager in Arsenal or in a situation now. Um, in my opinion, you should look for someone who stick who fits with the values of the football, of, Arsenal, of Arsenal football club, whatever they are. I don't really know. I, I don't know what I mean. Yeah, but they, <laughs> maybe youth. Let's say let's say youth as a value of Arsenal football club. I think that there should be someone who's who who be there for a long term, um, rather than um, however fun or entertaining Jose Mourinho might be. Um, I don't think if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd want him. And and it, 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 I think if you, if you play back what I said, I said a few months ago when there was talk about him going to Arsenal and talk about him going to possibly Tottenham as well. Um, this basically echoes what I was saying then. So I I, I am being being consistent on that. I agree that you want someone that wins, but also sorry that someone that plays good football, but more than someone who wins. But I'm saying, if you look at, if I'm, if I'm thinking before, other than Mourinho in England with Chelsea a few years ago, since then it kind of comes hand in hand. The the teams that are winning are also playing very fancy, nice, entertaining football. Man City, as they've clearly dominated the league over the last few years, have played very entertaining football. While doing so, Liverpool right now and Liverpool in the last few seasons um, have been playing around to very intense football. So I think they come hand in hand right now in the in the modern game. It's kind of you win whilst also playing entertaining football. I don't think teams do that. Can I don't think doing that another way other than Mourinho. I don't know anyone else who's done it like that. No, I think it's more of a it's more of a criticism of Arsenal fans in general who will say that, let's take someone like Allegri who has been known for winning stuff with Juventus and I mean I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if you can call him a serial winner but you can call him he's won some he won he won stuff with Juventus so that, that, that that's a description which is true. Um, Arsenal fans would probably prefer him to Nuno or Eddie Howe who in my opinion would be a better fit um, because. They're primarily about about like about winning and about about. I guess this is a criticism of Tottenham in general, who not they're not a winning club. They're, they're a small 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 club mentality. Um, but yeah, I, I think that as a Tottenham fan, I want I didn't really want Mourinho at the start. Um, I guess I'm warming him to warm him a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's Arsenal should should go for Nuno because it's about play. It's about philosophy of a football club rather than someone like Allegri or whoever else was available right, as, as a big name or Luis Enrique who would, would have been available is not anymore I think Arsenal mainly need to look at Liverpool as a perfect example here because however annoying it might be that they're doing well if you look at so when Klopp joined they were in a terrible position they're in a very similar position because of Brendan Rodgers who you want to manage your club now <laughs> 
I personally don't, and I don't think he would. I don't know why he would want to join Arsenal. Um, but anyway, the main point with Liverpool here is they were in a very similar position to Arsenal. They were previous dominant, although they hadn't been. They never won the league, but whatever. They they were they were a previous dominant team who ended up falling out of the Champions League for a bit and struggled. And then they brought in Jurgen Klopp, who didn't start off very well. If you remember Klopp's first year, he I think he finished fourth or fifth. Not fourth. Okay, well uh, he didn't it's, start. It's out, definitely up top four. He didn't start off the greatest. And now look at him. He has a few years. He builds a squad, and look what happens with him. Arsenal need someone that's ready to develop players. And if you, Klopp basically did that with lots of Liverpool players. He developed average players to be very good. Very average while, players. Well, no, you look at someone like Jordan Henderson, James Milner, so average. Okay, Jordan Henderson is 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 a weird one because he doesn't. He's no one thinks he's world class footballer. They just think he's a good of the Liverpool the fans. Okay, but Liverpool fa- that's Liverpool fans. Like where someone like James Milner, who is who is bang average, he's world class. He's playing very well. He plays very well for Liverpool. Yeah, like, he does. He ha- he got the most assists ever in the Champions League campaign. Um, James Milner, we're talking about here. Yeah, <laughs> someone who, if you asked me ten years ago who was James Milner, I would have probably laughed as because he was a Man City. I think it was Man City at the time. Maybe Aston Villa then. Um, Villa, Villa was a while ago now. I can't remember. He's had such a topsy-turvy career going to 100 different clubs. Never made... The man, I was like, I'm so confused why he wasn't called up for England. Because I'm just thinking, he's doing well, he's English. Why isn't he in the English squad? It's because he probably... He retired like three, four years ago, whatever. Because he never made the England squad. Who was he? Who was James Milner six years, five, six years ago? That's kind of how Klopp... How Klopp did it with someone like that, I have no clue. Um, and, And you just... That's what Arsenal need. They need someone to develop players and build a squad it's and give them a Arsenal. few years, not someone that's oh. going to instantly win. That's true. Arsenal are sort of looking for the footballing footballing equivalent of turning wine into water, of turning Mustafi into a good footballer. Um, <laughs> that's that's think, what the manager has to do now. <laughs> I think someone like Jurgen Klopp might have been able to do that a few years ago. With If he and Mustafi at Liverpool, he might have been able to do that. He he isn't Jesus. He isn't. Give him a pass on that man. <laughs> so 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 that's basically the situation that's going on right now. Um, it's a it's a bit of a mess for Arsenal. Spurs are doing okay, decent, let's say. Um, so yeah. And now. To end the show with the hero and villain of the week. This week's hero goes to none other than Matteo Messi, um, who is Lionel Messi's son, um, who at the Ballon d'Or ceremony was sitting next to a nephew, I think it is, of Virgil van Dijk, um, and was giving it... Don't have his to... name then, do you? No, we don't it? know his name. He's, don't his have his name, name is... written down, do you? <laughs> His his first name is nephew. I hear that's that's that's, that's what my, my sources are telling me. Um, <laughs> um, after after Messi won the Ballon d'Or, um, and thank God, obviously Van Dijk didn't win it because Liverpool fans are unbearable. When 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 they when they eventually win the league, they're going to be terrible anyway. Imagine if they if they had a Ballon d'Or as well. Um, but Matteo Messi um, was giving it all, giving it giving it large to to uh, Virgil Van Dijk's uh, nephew, and I think I think. T- 
relaying all our emotions and that feeling and in that moment how we all wanted how we all wanted to 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 speak to Liverpool fans um, and make fun of them for something that they'd lost, which I guess isn't that that big of an of, of an insult, but it's fun celebrating Liverpool's losses. And Matteo Messi is hero of the week. Well. Good. Well done, team. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, I think week, that's. Though. I think that's that, that's the youngest hero of the week ever. I, I haven't got to check on that. But <laughs> wow! Wow! What a congratulations, Tomas. Such potential. Um, I hope you. I hope you. He's unfortunately he's not here to accept his award. Um, had 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 but, some 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 but, event on in in Paris. But if 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 his dad wants to come on the show, no problem whatsoever. I'll be sure that'll be compensation. Um, for this amazing shout out he's getting. Um, as for villain of the week, um, it went for a a I don't know a, a slightly different approach. I would say um, it went to um, Gareth Bale's biggest fans, um, Napoli, who walked around Liverpool with golf clubs and um, and and belts. I think it was just beating up people on the street. I really felt like it. Um, Gareth Bale obviously said it, it on his on his amazing banner. We all read this earlier this week. It goes Wales, Napoli fans, Madrid. Um, you should so, explain this. It's because so yes, of, the, fans... of the, the, the golf clubs, not because they're beating up innocent people. Bale is not a fan of that, or at least we, at least we, we he, he's he's ambiguous on that. No way, his his opinion is. As far as we know, he is. As far as we know, we should, allegedly. We should, we should allegedly. Make, make, make assumptions about, um, about his positions on, on, on violence against innocence, though. If, again, if he would like to come on the podcast and discuss that, we'd be happy to. We, we unfortunately well. couldn't pay him a, a million pounds a week like his uh, in China, but we, we can. Um, but, but for some reason, we've talked about Bell. He isn't villain of the week. The Napoli fans are who decided to beat people up. They were Liverpool fans, so mm. they're not the worst villains of the week. Hero of the week. Um, <laughs> I do not condone violence against <laughs> Liverpool fans. I just let to say that on the record. <laughs> but uh, Napoli aren't as bad as as as, as the Nazio or Lazio, as, as, as they're technically known as. Um, problems with racism and far right extremism um, among Italian fans, and generally violence is a bad thing. Yeah, basically. So, so Napoli there are therefore the villains of the week. Um, Napoli fans are. Mm, I don't know. Are they Nap- didn't they lose this week as well for Lipsk against Liverpool Napoli. No, they, they 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 drew and and they and they injured Fabinho and they tried to injure Van Dijk. So it's like there's like the 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 tamest villain of the week ever with a sort of little bit of like sprinkling good stuff in injure Liverpool players beat up Liverpool Liverpool people. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Okay. Thanks. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so thank you so much now for um, listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Please like, follow, share, do whatever you can to support us. Rate us five stars on iTunes. That's a big help. Um, just follow us on Twitter at BNL Podcast. Yep. Or Anne. Um, thank you so much for watching. And see ya.